You are listening to Space Midrash. I am your host, Jacob Sager, and on this podcast, we're on a mission to probe the intersection of Jewish civilization and the space age. Shalom. This is episode one of Space Midrash. In this episode, I'll introduce myself, present the space-related headlines which inspired me to start this show, and share the questions that opened up for me as a result. I had long ago put aside my moxie for space, but recently discovered it means more now in the future than I could have imagined back then. This is episode one of the Space Midrash podcast. When I was a kid, I got really into space and it started in first grade with one of those, I could read chapter books. The book I picked up was on Apollo 11. And as I made my way through the seven, eight, nine chapters, whatever it was with big text and big pictures, I just fell in love and in wonder with the human space program at that point and wanted to know everything I could about planetary science space missions, everything that had taken place, and particularly the Apollo program. I was so much of an interest that when I went to second grade and we got to this space unit, my teacher sent me back to tell the first graders everything I knew about space, because I think I was probably a little bit too annoying to her and too many questions and too much to say. It got so intense in my nerddom that one year on July 20th, the anniversary of the moon landing, I had my mom get a cake from the grocery store to celebrate. And our neighbors were over for a swim and asked whose birthday it was. And we had to tell them that I was a gigantic nerd. And I remember I was like, I just was not much of a math or science student, although I had a wonder for it, not much of an aptitude or a full skill set there. And when I reached my high school years, the shuttle program was starting to wind down at a particular event let me know or turn me off to the whole space program. And that was the explosion that took the space shuttle Columbia, which included Israeli astronaut Lachlan on reps in 2003. And I remember that morning, my parents were out of town. It was Saturday morning and I had just received a cell phone before the first time in my life. And it was very exciting. And all of a sudden early in the morning, the house phone was ringing and I didn't pick it up. And then my cell phone started ringing to my parents because I heard them live in central Texas. Wanted to know if everything was okay. At that moment, a huge piece of my interest in exploration, talking about space came to it. And I didn't really talk or think about it too much for a long time. However, as I moved forward, I realized looking back that my interests always came place about space. When I was in college, I'd collect books that were coffee table picture books that photographs taken either by satellites or by high altitude planes of farmlands, cities, or other things like that. And we'd always find great wonder and some magic, but I would like to be seeing something in that height with my own eyes. And when I was in college, I noticed that there was private companies that were really starting to come up and I even knew people 
who were starting to work for, for instance, for Facebook space program back then. And I didn't think much about it. I was still greatly shaded by the end of the settle program. However, in the last year, in the space news of 2020 and 2021, these two lines have really changed my mind and opened up my eyes a bit. And early in 2021, I learned about the overview effect from a question on Quora about how astronauts' personal perspectives are changed after going in outer space. And it described how Frank White had cataloged the overview effect in his book, The Overview Effect, but I forgot that term. And then in January, my fourth child, my daughter, Zeri Kochavit, was born. And Zeri Kochavit is Hebrew and it means the reef little planet, a little star. And as she's been in this world and filling out her first six months, my love of space, my moxie, my interest, my desire to talk to people about this and open them up and turn them on to what's really going on in the present moment, not in the future, but right now, has just really grown, come real. So I want to thank her for coming in the world and bringing that to me. But that is who I am. My name is Jacob Sager. I'm a father of four. I live in Austin, Texas. And as I just explained, I love space. So I want to tell you now about the headlines in 2021 that were all together towards the beginning of the year and how they relate to space, the present moment, and the near future. Every single day, there is another space headline in 2021. So I want to jump back towards the beginning of the year and the end of last year and go over a few headlines in particular, and then bring ourselves to the present moment here in July, 2021. But the first and most important story that brought me to this show was the story of a sitting U.S. legislator in the House of Representatives who accused wildfires in California of having been caused by Jewish space lasers. So anti-Semitic hate speech propaganda is already tied to space and space technology. And I just thought that story stood out. The next story that was pretty close along when that came out was that the UAE is going to open a space court in Dubai to handle extraterrestrial property disputes. This is a very forward thing. Now, probably a lot of space law will be not on my shipping law and other forms of transportation and international law that have existed before, but it will be entirely different because it takes place in space. This is a very forward thinking action by a very forward thinking visa. The next story about the same time was that there was going to be a space hotel by about 2022, that would be operational. Think below Earth orbit, just like the space station, and it'll be available to paying customers. And if there's one thing I know is that Jews around the world love to vacation and anywhere in the world find actually holiday vacations for Jews in popular places. The next story that actually wasn't about space was related to the court story was at the same time that Dubai was opening the court for handling space and property claims and other things that are going to take place in space within the jurisdiction of outer space. 
the Israeli Supreme Court had to overturn laws and rulings within the state of Israel that was preventing persons who were converting to Judaism and Orthodox settings as being real Jews. The state's court had just come in, handle a dispute of the religion, a dispute in which many people from the establishment were saying that these other people do not belong. They are not part of the team. They are not included. And it just, for a lot of modern secular Jews and even a lot of modern Jews who are religious, this was, this decision was a good decision and it was embarrassing that it had to be made. It was embarrassing that a court had to enforce the fact of inclusion amongst Jewish people. But that brings us to July, 2021. Those were the earlier headlines. And the month of July, I watched about five or six rocket launches, including Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin rocket, and as well as Virgin Galactic space plane rocket. And when I was watching these launches, there were just so many this month. I watched them with my kids. A few times I went onto YouTube trying to find the official live stream of these rocket launches, either via NASA or via Virgin Galactic, Virgin Orbital, SpaceX, or Blue Origin. And one thing I noticed was there are so many live streams that are now available. Uh, as in, there are so many people who are interested in sending something specific and distinct about what is happening, who are not the official channels, who are not NASA, who are not the company that's co-sponsoring it, who are not CNBC space reporting. And there were a lot of varied voices on this. For instance, I saw a live stream channel that was just uh, called like Ra Rocket Fanboys or something that was very technical and nerdy, and that makes a lot of sense. And then I saw one that was like a political guy who was sitting in his house. He was giving kind of an angry diatribe about the different nations who are taking part space of how certain nations are being unfair or have the wrong political agenda. And then watching all of those live streams, I realized I could give myself permission to open up the conversation that I want to see happening around all of the things that are happening in space. See, in response to all those news stories, I think people were not having the right responses. I think a lot of people see a lot of space as being very far off and sure it is physically. And sure, the development of some of the technologies are further off. However, in the current moment, in the current environment, so much has already taken place in space. And it's time to pay attention and it's time to ask good questions. So in the third part, I want to get into the questions that I think we should be asking, the way we should be looking at those new stories. And the last part, I went over the space headlines that I felt were important for everyone to be aware of. And now I'd like to put a lens on it. Why I think these headlines should be important to Jewish people. And we should begin a conversation about what does the space age mean for Jewish civilization? So starting with the story of the Jewish space lasers that supposedly started wildfires in California, everyone's response was to make jokes. And that's good. And that is the Jewish response to make jokes, to engage in humor, because sometimes there is nothing you can do about a grievance. There is nothing you can do about an evil person who is elected by a different state who for some reason is not being removed by their party despite peddling anti-Semitic propaganda. 
And so, yeah, make jokes. They're funny. I know some people who got some really funny t-shirts and hat pins and other things. But when we stop to not make a joke anymore, and we realize that anti-Semitic propaganda now involves a particular sets of industries and a certain emergent thing that's happening in society right now, which is more space industry, more space travel, more space interaction, is the question of what does the space age mean for the Jews? If the enemies of Jewish people, if the people who are promoting anti-Semitic propaganda have already wrapped up our story into the space age, then how can we take that story back? Because that is the only way to fight it. The only way to fight a story is with a better story. So with the second part of this, which was the story of the space court being opened in Dubai and the Israeli Supreme Court forcing the religious authority to recognize persons who had converted to Judaism under non-Orthodox streams. I wonder, can the intellectual and spiritual shifts of having space society positively affect Jewish civilization? Because on one hand, we have some countries who are thinking very forward, operating courts in order to promote commerce and interaction. And on the other side, we have a society that we run that's really hates itself and has a lot of baseless hatred between groups. And so I want to know, and I even want to believe and push forward that there can be an intellectual and spiritual shift that can occur for Jewish civilization, positive as a result of people they, more people taking space for. So the next thing was the space hotel by 2022. I, I alluded before that. There's plenty of Jewish tourism at all times of the year. And I went to Vegas a few years ago, right before Pesach. And I remember seeing signs everywhere, like the week of Passover come to our, our 499 buffet will be kosher for Passover or something like that. We'll have matzah and brisket, Jewish style foods, and sometimes certified kosher foods. And that, that is a norm. That is a norm. So looking in the present moment at the future. It is only more likely that things such as space tourism, whether people are going up in a rocket for 13 minutes to see the curvature of the earth, or they're going up into its space station for weeks or days to really have a different experience of time. That one meaningful way to do that is with a Jewish group or through a Jewish holiday as a, as a way to celebrate that kind of vacation tourism. So I want to open up that discussion. As a matter of fact, that idea inspired me to write an article on Times of Israel about the kind of meshing the idea together about what impact spiritually and intellectually spaceflight will have on Jewish civilization by considering the fact that there's going to be a Passover Seder in space sometime soon. And so if we're that far in the future, have we really grown and as a people, as a civilization? So I think the space age is on and I think it's a good thing. I think the new space age and what it means is a lot of opportunity for humanity. I think that wealth will grow exponentially as a result, even if we're not mining asteroids or the moon for precious resources, that there's just this progression and growth around human capability. That's a Jewish value of mine. And I think the space age will shift all of human culture and that there's no way for us to understand what that's going to look like but that it's important to take stock in the present moment and be clear on what our values are. Because I think that Jews and Jewish values are uniquely positioned 
to lead in the space age. And I'm still trying to discover and uncover what that means. But I want to open this conversation because I do believe that Jews are uniquely positioned the way that we think about ourselves and the way that we think about our thinking and the way that we think about history. We are uniquely positioned to lead as culture will evolve as a result of the space. And thus, space midrash is born. Space as this infinite, off-filled cosmos that is just begging us to come and know it and for us to become greater through it and expand across it. And midrash is this Jewish practice. It means to inquire, to uncover. It is a process of going deeper into the Torah to understand what words mean, what words are lacking, what parts of the story are missing, or taking what parts of the story you know for the longest amount of time and telling it anew in a way that it can be heard right now, in a way that it can make sense with what we now know since the story was originally told. Space Midrash is my mission to probe the intersection of where Jewish civilization and the space age can come together because I believe that space age values are Jewish values, that Jewish values are space age values. Please join me on this mission. You have been listening to the Space Midrash podcast. I am your host, Jacob Sager. We're on a mission together to probe the intersection of Jewish civilization and the space age. Keep listening. That's a wrap for episode one of Space Midrash. I'm your host, Jacob Sager. I want to request that you open up your eyes and start reading more about the news. There's so much more going on in space news than Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson. Just check out the news. Every day there's more and more going on. As a matter of fact, I request that you download this app called Supercluster. Supercluster is an app. There's not really a lot to it. It just lets you know when rocket launches are going on and will connect you to the live feed. Right now in July 2021, I watched at least a half dozen or more launches with my kids so far this month. And there are only more this year and more to be scheduled this year. So check it out. If you want to get up on anything that I mentioned in this episode, any of the news articles that I mentioned in part two, you want to read my article I wrote for Times of Israel or get a quick link to Supercluster, just check out the show notes at spacemidrash.com slash one, O-N-E, spacemidrash slash O-N-E. And you'll find the notes for this episode one. Thank you. Now that you've listened to the first episode of Space Midrash and want to join in on the mission, come over to the website and buy yourself a Space Midrash pen. Yeah, a pen that you can stick and be pinned through to your backpack, to your vest, to your saddlebag, to your mission control suit when you land. It has our Space Midrash logo, which is a blue circle with a Taurus scroll silhouette who's open and on the inside has a silhouette of a spiral galaxy. It's a Space Midrash on top of it. These pins are great. They're going like hotcakes. Please buy them now. You can go to spacemidrash.com slash button. Thank you so much for listening. This is Space Midrash. We're on a mission to probe the intersection of Jewish civilization and the space age. I'm your host, Jacob Sager. Thank you for listening to this episode of Space Midrash. 
please go and like our page on Facebook, facebook.com slash and engage with the content there, as well as share this episode with anyone else that you think would find it interesting. But more importantly, if you really enjoyed the episode, leave a review at your favorite podcast provider so that others can find us and be part of the message and part of the community. Thank you so much for listening. Space Midrash is written by me, Jacob Sager, and recorded in Austin, Texas, and produced by Brand New Colors.